Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Sticking with my prediction, baby. Which market? So what are we doing here? Are we going yeah. off? To, we going off the smoily? I think we do or? it. I, I honestly listen. Okay, I'm. I, I'll go quick. Honest. This week, I'm gonna go easy on my boys. Okay, listen. They got the win. Good. Fine. Good for you. You you beat Calgary. You were down. You came back. Whatever. I well, now, You know what, Marty? I'm gonna stop. I gotta stop you there, and I'll okay. tell you why. You're an Oilers fan, so I'm gonna pick okay. your brain here. I'm I'm watching that game, and you know, for a better part of the game, let's call it what it is. You know, Calgary kind of was just chugging along and kind of looked a little oh, bit yeah. like you know Calgary might it take did. this, and and it just kind of the, the you know the snowball just keeps getting yes. bigger. At the end of that game, to get the job I, done. So the, and 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 listen, with everything going yeah, on, yeah, all of it. I want to know as a, as a rival fan, from an, coming from an Edmonton fan, how do you feel after that game? Uh, <laughs> two things. If I'm being honest, two things. Loaded, yeah. loaded question. Loaded I honestly question. felt a great question though. I honestly felt two things. The first thing I felt was whatever. Too little, too late. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Okay. I don't even yeah. care that you, that is Calgary, and I should. It should. It should be at least. Ah, at least you know you be. No, I actually. Yeah. I should, should do be, more. Exactly. Yeah. But the other thing I did feel was like, hmm. I wonder if this is that moment, because it could be. There's still enough time for this season to turn around, for something to happen. And was this that game where you're, we're going to go back to and say, notice that game, that that big W that they pulled out in, against Calgary. That's when things turn around for them, and it could be. So that's why that's probably why I want to go easy on them this week because I want to give it a little bit of time because I, that game has that kind okay. of that that game has that potential. I'm not saying that's what it was because they like I listen. They did rely on their big guns for the win, which is still bad for the team as a whole to go anywhere. Is is you can't just rely on Drysital or McDavid. You can't. You need to have that balance. But can they still pull it off because they haven't been pulling it off? Drysdale and McDavid being? Yes, they can still pull it off. Okay, so at least maybe we've answered a question there. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve I'm gonna stop right there, actually. Just yeah. That's it. I'm hopefully. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what I'm gonna say about you, Oilers. Right. And maybe I will regret this because I got to say, if anything this year, I've probably defended the Oilers more than anything. Yes. <clears throat> but I, I will say, I get the feeling like this could be the turning point. All right. So you jinxed and, it. Thank you for that. And, <laughs> okay. So there, there you go, Oilers fans. You just missed the playoffs. Just ruined it, Mike. Ruined it. No. <laughs> but but look, the, the, the problems are still in place. Like, yeah. it, it's... It, it's a top-heavy yep. team. There is no goaltending. Mm-hmm. Okay. All, listen, as much as nothing has been done like publicly, like he hasn't gone out and literally gotten a goalie and brought him in, mm-hmm. okay, he's looking for one. I mean, he and he has been looking for one for a while. 
Okay. I honestly feel like this could be a galvanizing time for that team because, and just hear me out, that there was a record and how the team had been playing alone, okay? Just alone was, was I mean, Christ, it was putting friggin' Oilers fans into a fucking deep depression, yeah. <laughs> for God's sakes. The goaltending, nothing's being done. What's what's Holland doing? Should we get a new coach and tip it? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Oh, my God, uh, Matheson uh, yeah. and Dreisaitl will have that exchange. In the, like, let's just call it what it was. The fucking world was falling down yeah. on the Oilers, yeah. okay? Now, now, I have to think, you know, maybe you don't have exactly the leadership that I would want in that room. But you still have some guys that are proud in that room, right? Yeah. Like you're thinking a little bit like a darn like. And listen, I'm not saying that every player isn't in there in that room isn't proud, okay, guys. But I'm just I'm trying to look for something, right? And I'm I'm thinking Drysital, I'm thinking Darnell Nurse, you know, I'm thinking guys like this, and I'm saying <clears throat> we've had we've had enough. Like, like yeah. literally, we've had enough. It's ne- it's now us in this room. Against the against That's the world, it. so I'm, and and maybe this is me being hopeful for Oilers fans or being hopeful that they can save their season. Or because listen, I want to see Edmonton in the playoffs. Okay, I, I want to see. It's good for David. hockey. Listen, you know, it, it it is it is. So I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see the team do well. Because like I say, it is good. I mean, if McDavid keeps going second round, third round, you know. Stanley Cup, it does well right. for the league, and I have to, and I have to think that things were so bad, Marty, because they were. I mean, uh, Drysaddle can sit there and say that he isn't pissy. I mean, holy <laughs> fuck, he, he's pissy, yeah. all right. So, I mean, the, the everything was coming down on these guys. That was a lot yeah. of pressure. You know, that's a lot of pressure on on a guy like Drysaddle to come out and have a four point game like that. That's a lot of pressure for. Koskinen and, yeah. and listen he didn't have the greatest he didn't have the greatest of games nope. but you know what it's not how, it's not how you how you start it is yeah. how you finish and they yep. won the he game. didn't let in after and, the third and, one and, he was done and, so that's good and, well well Marty you can at least sit there and you can say even as an Oilers fan some of the reason of why we won that game was because of Koskinen exactly and 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 and, and no, as much as a, an Oilers fan uh, it pains him to say that. <laughs> he was he was some of the reason why that game was won. He had a big yeah. game. So uh, all that together, I have to hope. And 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 again, maybe that is it, Marty. Maybe I'm looking too much to the hope side. But I got to think that this galvanized that team because Marty, if it doesn't, what the hell is? Like that's what, what's going to galvanize you if that if this. But that is, it, you know what I mean. That is exactly the word I would use. That's left for this team. That's all you got left is hope, and because yep. there's still time. Yep. So and until that time runs out and there's no hope left, then that's then you know at least hold on to what you got. And right now there is hope, and if they can somehow find a way to make this that game for them that turns the season around, what better game to choose than this one where they had to come back to win, which was very reminiscent of how they started out the season. They had a lot of fight at the beginning of the season. They they were down on a lot of games, but they came back and they won them. The first 20, 21 games in the season, that's how they played. Um, and they were feared for that because you could never count them out. Uh, but then they got into the realm of everyone can walk all over us. 
Now this game, where they were down and out, and they rallied around, even maybe, like you said, maybe even a little around their goalie. Well, now you've got hope. Now you got hope that the, all, that the season maybe isn't lost. Maybe you guys went through your struggles, and it got amplified because of the two players that you've got and the fans that were so loud. Maybe it wouldn't have been as bad had they been, let's say, uh, I don't know, let's say they were the uh, the, the Buffalo Sabres going through it. Everyone would expect a different situation, bad example. But yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're in well, a different no, but, market, maybe yeah. it feels differently. But because it's Edmonton, it feels heightened and it's that much worse. So at least you've got hope and, you know, it's something to hold on to. So why not? Well, I mean, Canadian market, Canadian right? market, So, yeah. I mean... They're, 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 they're getting front page yeah. uh, out in the Edmonton Sun yeah. every day. So, you, listen, with everything that went on, yep. good on them. It, it, it's a good win. It is. It's a good <clears throat> win, and it's it literally – and I, listen, I know that looking for small victories and all of this kind – like, I, I know <laughs> that there, there's bigger and, and, and better things that they're looking for in Edmonton. But, look, you went through mm-hmm. the struggle. <clears throat> Not saying you're out of it. I just – I, I, I got to say to myself, Marty – it got that bad. I mean, there were there were jerseys being thrown on the ice again the game before uh, Calgary. Listen, they they they've only against. played thirty some odd games. They're not even halfway through their season. Imagine there, there's there's time. a lot they there's could time. end up. They've lost sixteen games. What if they end the season having only lost twenty games? I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but you know, only losing four more games the rest of the way. On this type of team, if they find their swagger, they hell they only lost four games in their first twenty some odd games. So if they can do that at least one more time, their record's gonna look pretty awesome and going in the right direction at the right time. So again, hope. And the thing, the thing for any Edmonton fan that you can kind of hang your hat on a little bit, hope, whatever you want to kind of call it there. But you saw the way they played at the beginning of the year. You saw the way they've played mm-hmm. recently. So the, both of those teams are obviously in them. Good point. So I, I think a little bit come. I think a little bit comes down to you know. I, I and I don't know how much leadership is in that room. I I really don't. But you, you got to think that these guys are, you know, they're they're a bu- proud bunch over there, and they felt it all. They did. They felt it all over yeah. this like month, month and a half. So. You, I got to think this could be something that galvanizes that team. I don't know what that means in regards to playoff <laughs> success. I, 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 I really don't. I mean, it, you know, if they end up again against a team that can outplay that goaltending, that, that's, that's, that's where it's at right now for yeah. them. I mean, that's the Achilles heel. So we'll see how it plays out here over the next little while. There are some options for Holland to go after. We're just—it's just a matter of what is that going to cost you? Yeah. And and we said it on the program before. Nobody's going to be going out there. Ah, oh, you know what? Let's give Edmonton a little hint. No, yeah. man, they're going to try to suck them dry. Yeah. So they're going to they're going to try and get everything they can they can out. And you know what that might be exactly uh, if, if why want... Ken Holland came out and said, "Listen, we're, you know, my our first picks are off the boards. Like we're not going to be selling the farm." Maybe that's yeah. exactly why he said that. So that teams know that coming into any sort of negotiation with Edmonton, 
the idea here is that they're not going to just give it all up. But maybe in yeah, that, yeah. But maybe in that yeah. phone call, the GM says to Ken Holland, <laughs> he says, "Listen, I I know what you said, but you know, you think maybe a first rounder for my guy, you know, something could be done there." And Ken Holland plays a little hardball at first, but ultimately in the back of his mind, he's like, "Hells yeah, we'll do that." Like we don't know. This is all yeah. a game. I've never been a GM of an actual NHL team, so I, maybe that's all just a game. I don't agree with the statement, but I'm a fan. I shouldn't agree with it. But as a GM, maybe that's maybe that's strategy talking, not re- like it, it wasn't. Um, you know, when they do it at the end of the year, they'll do like a they'll do a meet and greet with the fans, the, the season ticket holders and stuff like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's not what this was. This was a mid season, middle of a crisis. I got to address the media. Let me come out here and say some stuff. That's to me that all starting to now that I'm saying it out loud, it all starts pretty strategic. So maybe that's what Ken Holland's trying to do there. I, I, at the very least, I mean, you kind of quelled everything here yeah. for a couple of days anyway. Yeah. So things kind of calmed down a little bit for you. You know, the boys are able to kind of loosen the sticks a little bit, kind of hands on the sticks a little bit yeah. type of deal. So who knows? hopefully they're in a little bit of a better spot. And, and, and let, let's, you know what, again, let's hope for fans of the NHL and fans of hockey that, you know what, these guys do turn yeah. it around because they're a fun team to yeah. watch when they're playing at their best. Plain and simple. So. so you've got some happy stuff. All right, buddy. Habitants? Les habitants? Chose? Oh, um. buddy, we got some news for you this week, man. We got some <laughs> news happened. for you. So so Montreal finally gets their man in player agent, or I should say former player agent, yeah. Ken Hughes. Um, so whenever I first, you know, heard of the news and, and start reading up on it, I mean, you know, you've heard me on the program, you know, mention some of the guys that were in the running, you know, your Pratchett Roy's and Danny Briere's and Matthew Darsh out in Tampa Bay. And, you know, I was kind of a little bit partial to Darsh. If for, if for nothing else, I just like the fact that he's gone through the two Stanley Cups with Tampa Bay. It's an extremely, uh, well-run organization. So I kind of liked a lot, a lot, a lot of what that had to offer in regards to what he was going to bring. And of course, how it was going to complement the whole weird structure that, well, I don't want to say weird, just unique. Uh, the whole kind of French, French, yeah, unique. The French speaking thing kind of comes into play yeah. here, right? Where a lot of people figure Gorton's kind of the GM here. Um, having said all of that, I really do like I do the too. hire. Um, one, it's an out of the box yes, hire. That's what I like. Uh, you're not, you're not kind of, you're not kind of recycling yeah. everything. Two, this guy obviously in negotiations with players and everything, although he may not be the one negotiating from the team side of things per se, um, this guy's going to know exactly what these guys are That's thinking right. about, uh, what they would what they would like and what they would what they don't like. He mentioned it a little bit in in, in his press conference that. Through through being a player agent, he was able to talk to a lot of players and did get to see what they did like about organizations and maybe what they didn't like about it. So, from a from a perspective that Montreal has always been a little bit of a tougher place to uh, lure free agents, I think he might help on that front. Uh, if for nothing else, he'll be able to kind of tell guys like Molson or, or people who can make changes within the organization. Listen, this is yeah. what I'm hearing. This you know? is why you're, this these is players so, don't like so, coming here. You need to fix this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The most important thing though, Marty, in regards to what I like about the hire, and I still think that he's going to come in, uh, he's going to be your French voice of what Gorton is mm-hmm. going to do. 
But what I will say is where, where if it was a Danny Briere maybe or a Matthew Darsh, uh, uh, you know, they would kind of come in. And I think Gorton probably would have held on to that kind of GM's role for a good solid three years, maybe even four. Boy, oh boy, I don't know if he had a chance to kind of see the press conference and just the way the guy holds himself, uh, Hughes is who I'm talking yeah. about here. I, I don't, it, it may last for one or two years here where Gorton's kind of doing the whole GM thing and maybe Hughes is doing the whole, okay, I, you know, I'm, 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 I am the GM, but I'm kind of doing this through Gorton kind of deal. I don't think that's going to last for long. I.e., if, if that is what's going to happen, I say a year, yeah. maybe a couple of years, until Ken Hughes gets his feet yep, really yep. wet as a GM, and then I think he fully takes I over. Because I just don't get the sense in him that he signs for five years just to sit around and twiddle his thumbs for the next three or four years. He's Not with what here. he let go. It's a, it's a Not story. what he gave up. He didn't give no. up just to sit down. No. Nope. There's no way. And, and that's what I mean. And that's what I mean, just listening to his press conference and how he was talking and what he was saying. He's not coming in here for basically the next five years to let Gorton do what he wants to do. If that is what's yeah. happening, if that is what's going to... And I still think that kind of is, at least for the first little bit, but it won't last for long, though. And I, I just, I like the way he kind of came across and... Look, he says basically the same thing that any GM will say, right? So that's a little bit recycled. But I just get the sense that this guy wants a really great culture for players in Montreal. Now, does that bring in your top free agent? I don't know. But I get the sense that this guy is going to do everything, everything in his power. And let's call it what it is. Your Montreal's, your Toronto's, your Boston's, your New York Rangers, your original sixes and your, your, your profitable teams. They're going to do anything. They got a lot of cash. These are cash cow teams, yeah. man. They got a lot of, they can put a lot of money into things that maybe some other teams can't. And I think that Hughes is going to come. One big thing with him, analytics, analytics. Nothing is going to get by in regards to that information going forward with Montreal. I'm not saying it hasn't been good already, but this guy's going to make sure it's it's to the hilt. He's going to make sure that the analytical analytics department in Montreal is second to none. And again, I, I'm not saying that that's going to win you Stanley Cups, but he's using the resources that he has, and you're not you're not going to beat him in certain aspects where Montreal can throw money at those types of things. He's going to make sure that it's taken care of. And I, I just, I don't know. I have a really good feeling about this guy. I, I really do. I, I, he wasn't my first pick, not even close. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I knew they were, as soon as I knew they are, uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned him uh, a couple of weeks back actually more than a couple of weeks back, but whenever he first mm -hmm. mentioned him, I looked right into him because I'm like, Kent who? <laughs> like, who the hell is yeah. this guy? But you listen, there's obvious, you know, certain guys have their, their, their circle. I don't want to call it circle of friends because they made sure to really hammer that home in the press conference. They're not best buddies, but they've been acquaintances for a number of years, two decades. And listen, I mean, Gordon feels good about the guy and... I mean, I, I like the Gorton hire, so I'm putting a lot of faith in, in 
in what these guys know. And I, I, I do think it's a, it's a really good hire for, for the club. I think one of the most important things forward. you can take away from, from this, from both the Gordon and the Hughes hires, is, is, is a change of culture in Montreal. And I think that's the most exciting mm-hmm. thing about this is that they are no longer going to do status quo. Uh, and it's not just the French thing. It's the rebuild thing. It's the trying to, it's, a, it's yeah. the admitting that there's no culture in this team, that uh, it's almost admitting that last year was obviously just a friggin' fluke. Uh, you caught wind and you sailed at just the right time and you wrote it, good for you. Um, some mistakes were made and now you're ready to admit that this team is not able to compete uh, to the degree that we needed to. So we need to do something drastic and they did. And they w- not, not only did they admit that and they go out and they got some new, uh, some new key pieces in the management system, but they went out and did something in a management system that they've never done before. So they're really thinking outside of the box here, which is exactly the way this team needs to go. And I love the angle of going after a guy who was a player agent, a guy who has worked so closely with the players that it's that extra, it's that little piece that was always missing for Montreal that, well, why can't we get these great players to come play for us? Well, guess who's got a hand on the pulse on that? Is exactly Hughes. Is exa- exactly that kind of person who knows who can give you who can fill in the blanks. Like, well, well what's missing from our end? Well, <laughs> let me tell you what's missing from your end. It's X, Y, and Z, and and, and it's just a, it's a great fit. Like, I, I mean, look, there's a lot of great general managers out there. There, there's a lot of great uh, executives out there who have had a lot of um, have a lot of knowledge, have a lot of experience in the league. Okay, so I'm not saying anything different in regards to that with these two guys. But with where Montreal is at, with what Gorton did, in particular with this small retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it in New York, okay? So he's coming in. You got Hughes coming in now. And like you're saying, really gives things um, a big jump in regards to the player side of things. And, uh, and, and what needs to happen uh, in regards to luring those free agents to Montreal, right? So I just think that they're, uh, I think it's a case where they put the right people in place at the right time. And you know what? Now we got to see where it oh, goes man. from here, right? It's hopeful, so, though. Like we just finished talking about hope for Edmonton. Um, it's very uh, reassuring and lots of hope for Montreal with two. To non-player signings. <laughs> well, I, I agreed. Agreed. I mean, these are kind of the biggest signings that you could get here over the past six months. I think right? so. so. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. The, the, now the work starts in earnest. I mean, I'm sure they've been talking that endlessly here oh, over the past couple of days. Yeah. But one of the things I know they've been talking about, though, Marty... <laughs> Is who in the hell are who in the hell are we gonna pick? Because we are definitely a lottery team. So you know what, guys. So so guys, with everything being said about all of these hires and everything, I thought it would be a pretty good time here for me to kind of run over a couple of players that Montreal will definitely be looking into. Um, I won't get too deep into uh, uh, you know what type of player they are and all sorts of stats and the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. Excuse me. <clears throat> But I'll just rifle off a couple here that will be of interest. Oh, and by the way, just before I forget, for all of our New England and Boston fans out there. Hello. 
We did talk about the Bruins. We did talk about the Bruins earlier, so you got a little content there. Just wanted to say, we grabbed one of your own that's, in Jeff that's Gordon, true. Boston that's boy, true. and and just for shits and giggles, he was based in Boston. Kent Hughes's yeah. Cortex uh, <laughs> player agency w- was based in Boston. So just saying, we grabbed a couple boys from you know your that's backyard, right. and now they're gonna and and now they're gonna lead us to that's a right. cop. So there you go. The rivalry is well that's and good. My, that, that's, <laughs> that's my clap back, Ron. So there you go, pal. All right. So yes. let's get into a couple of players here, namely Shane who? Wright, who, and listen, and <laughs> no, I'm Shane, you got her, buddy. You got her. And you know oh, who yeah. it is. And I actually think this is who Montreal is going to target if they do have their first yeah. pick. Um, listen, the, the kid's an all-around yes. player. He doesn't seem to be getting a lot of the hype in regards to his offensive game, although he does Oh, score. my God. Did you see that goal last night it's, or the night it, before it, from behind the net? Yeah. Oh, jeez. And that... And, and that's what I'm talking. And, and that's I hope that shut up a lot of people over the last little while because he's just not getting a lot of play because he doesn't have two or two and a half yeah, points exactly. a game, right? Playing for yeah. Kingston. But the thing about this 18. kid is, uh, and the big thing that everybody will want to remember is he's getting a lot of comparisons to Patrice Bergeron. I'm not saying the kid's going to end up like that, but you know how name association with these prospects <laughs> anymore, right? So the, the name that we're hearing a lot is Patrice Bergeron, which makes perfect sense because if you do watch him play, I have watched a few clips, very responsible without the puck and in a defense and in the defensive zone. So what you're kind of getting here with this kid is basically a, a think of a Patrice Bergeron light, if you will. Uh, that's kind of what, uh, what this kid's working up to. Um, keeping in mind, uh, I don't believe Shane Wright has played a full year of hockey yet in, oh. uh, in the, in uh, the uh, okay. juniors as, with all of the pandemic stuff and everything. Okay. So anyway, the one player that can, well, Shane Wright's basically had number one all to himself here for most mm-hmm. of the year. The one kid recently here that's really kind of pushed uh, uh, the number one spot into a two-horse race uh, is Logan yep. Cooley. Uh, he's playing for the uh, United States Development Program down down there. Five ten, one seventy four. So he's a little bit of a slight kind of guy, uh, but he's putting up some decent numbers here. Fourteen goals, twenty assists for thirty four points with that program. Um, the kid basically, you know, top end speed first and foremost, which which basically is his bread and butter in in regards to uh, creating opportunities for himself processes the game pretty quick uh, and can execute at those high speeds which does make him a threat all over the ice so um, you know without getting too deep into this guy keep an eye on Logan Cooley he's somebody that you might want to uh, uh, keep an eye on here moving forward at least I know the Habs will be Um, going next to us to centerman uh, Matthew Savoy if I'm not mistaken, he's out there playing for the uh, the Winnipeg Ice. And I think uh, another prospect out there, um, uh, Morgan Geeky, I think, is out there too. So kind of a two-headed monster out there. Uh, with Savoy, you're getting another speedster. Creates all over the ice for himself. He's very dynamic uh, in regards to offensive skill. A little bit more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. But this kid can p- still put the puck in the net. So he's a bit of for a sure, dual yeah. threat, if you will, that way. Um, and another kid that... Uh, that I've been keeping my on, eye on as well is uh, Joaquin Kemmel. Seen as a skilled goal scorer, a little bit of a playmaker, but he's more kind of a mm-hmm. shoot first kind of guy. Uh, he's kind of a, he's uh-huh. your energizer bunny, okay, if you will. He's the guy that kind of, uh, you know, the motor never. Marte St. Louis? Kind of deal. Um, and the one, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't want to go so far as comparison mm-hmm. in regards to style, but in regards to that yeah. never-ending engine, okay. absolutely, absolutely for sure. Uh, he's in uh, uh, Finland's men's top uh, top league, by the way. <laughs> so he's playing up mm-hmm. against the men out there and and doing quite well. I mean, the numbers don't kind of. Com- Totally flash out at you. Twelve goals, six uh, six assists mm-hmm. for eighteen points. But again, seventeen year old playing against men, right? And he's not the biggest kid either. Five sure, ten, yeah. one sixty. So, um, you know, you know, still got to give the kid yeah. a little bit of a chance, right? Um, now going from one of the, kind of the smaller players to one of the bigger Huge. players here that Montreal may be keeping an eye on. Um, Yura Yura Slav, Slavkovsky. I want to say that right. Slavkovsky. Uh, big boy, 6'4", 216, and that's as a 17-year-old. Wow. So the nice thing about it, the nice thing about him that a lot of teams are going to like, you're getting a big boy and you're getting the speed with it. So that combination <clears throat> of size and skill, definitely going to, definitely going to be uh, 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 wetting some teams' appetites in regards to what, uh, what he can be for sure. So there are some guys there that you want to kind of keep your eye on a little bit. Um, in particular, if you're a Habs fan or... Kind of <laughs> definitely one of those buffalo definitely, definitely one of those two i think it's yeah. gonna have a sh- yeah, buffalo uh definitely certainly not the islanders um but anyway yeah. those are five guys that you pretty much want to keep your eye on i didn't want to k- get too deep in them there's a lot sure. more to say about these players in all honesty guys but there's just a kind of a quick blurb about some of the players that montreal may be keeping their eye on uh moving into the uh entry draft and into a lot yeah and honestly season, if you've got so. a if you've got a, a team um if you're in any sort of fantasy hockey team especially keeper leagues you're going to want that kind of information it's important stuff because these kids are going to be the next uh, at least some of them anyways are going to be the next wave that you're going to want to draft because uh, if one thing that we've definitely learned yeah. is the nhl is um very um it's very open to letting kids sort of rule the game now. It's it's not like it used to be where that's yep. right. It's, it's not like league, the way it used to be where you know you needed to earn your chops and, and put in a couple extra years before you can actually really take off in your career unless you're you know just naturally gifted and that kind of stuff. But no, now it's like if you come into the right system with uh, with the right mm-hmm. team, you can flourish pretty quickly and uh, and your career will take off. So so good little listener, appreciate that there, Mike. <clears throat> so hey, let's no problem, move right friend. on to the uh, our last segment of the night, Beauties and the Beast. Um, I guess I'll go first, and um, kind of an easy one uh, off the top. And Timo Meyer, um, when you score five goals in one games and you don't make it to Beauties and the Beast, I think we're not doing our job. So you've got five goals in one game, good for you. <laughs> but honestly, he's been consistently good all year long. Um, just playing under just 19 minutes per game, uh, over 37 games, he got 46 points. Uh, he's a plus 15, tons of shots on goal, and only four minutes in penalty. Like, I, I'm I'm going to assume he had two penalties, um, unless the the one was a major. Um, but uh, honestly, he just plays a great game all around. And I find that there was been there's been sort of a handover in San Jose, and then Timo and uh, Hurdle have really just taken on and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm sure we lost Pavelski, and we've lost. Thornton and we've lost, you know, some of our, our better, what used to be our, our best players, but they've taken it on and, and, and they're, I mean, honestly, San Jose has not really, in terms of those players, they have not slowed down at all. So I like to see him on that list. Um, I'm loving, loving Meyer and loving Hurdle yeah, right now out in San are. Jose. They're good, doing they're, well. They're good, uh, 
And honestly, San Jose is a good team to follow too. So uh, stick close to them because they're just an all-around good team. Again, they they I put out that stat a long time ago. They have still not have not lost more than two games in a row all season long, save for that one time they did at the beginning of the season. Now that's very that's sneakily that's sneakily that's not a word. That's very consistent. It is today. It is Thank today. you, sir. It is today. Um, and they're, as a result, they're in the playoffs. Uh, you hold on to consistency. Eventually, you'll get in there. Maybe James Reinhardt does something surprising. So we'll see. Uh, next up is Adam Fox. And honestly, Adam Fox is most likely going to win his second Norris Trophy. And by the way, the last time this happened would have been uh, Nick Lidstrom, of course, three years in a row. Uh, 2000. I know, bad. Oh, eh? God. We call what ourselves hockey podcasters, hell? and we didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need to step up. Need to step up. Yeah, the old podcasting game here. Um, so, but I do feel like Adam Fox will be the next one uh, if he continues down what he's doing this year. He's leading the team in points. Uh, he's no slouch on the defensive end. He's just all around. His game is just amazing, and it's amazing to say that he's playing better this year than he did last year. So, if he won it last year, there's no reason for him not to win it this year. And good for him because honestly, it's just been great to watch him turn into this phenomenal defenseman in the league for a great team too. I just love the whole New York team. He is. Yeah. The, the whole team's fun to watch. And obviously if you focus in on him and his play, he yeah. just is a fun player to watch. I mean, oh, when he man. gets going there and yeah, he, he kind of cranks it up a little him bit. Him on a power play. I love him on a power play. Yeah, He's he, good. He's yeah, good. I know. I know. Um, next up, uh, actually fellow line mate, uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob Truba, uh, his hits alone, uh, that's part of the reason why I put him on here because I he's hitting in a, in a he's giving me '90s vibes, man. I love watching. I know a couple of them people were like contemplating, ah, is it dirty? No, he's actually hitting very clean, just very solid body checks, and he's he's squaring up shoulder first, everything you want to see in a clean hockey hit. I wish people around the league would just look at video footage of him and how he hits, and everyone just mimic that because that would be great hockey. Because honestly, that's great. But if it wasn't just for his hits, he's also doing pretty good in the points category. I wanted to pick him up. My dad ended up picking up. But he's got five points in his last three games on 13 shots, 11 hits, three block shots. So he's doing it all. And, and on a great team. So I mean, he's he's doing well in a league such as ours, which is just kind yeah. of more points-based, right? Like the, no right. plus minus, no, no hits or anything like that. In oh. banger leagues, yeah. this guy... It, this whole, like, I'm I'm not saying he's top of the heap here, but he is definitely a guy that's getting you Absolutely. some solid he's, points, all 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 over all over the map. He's too. a big reason why we're so big on New York, um, and why we I would believe that why New York is so high up there in the standings because. You know, if you want to let a couple of players go a little bit deeper, you can rely on Truba doing the right things for you. And then he comes in with some offense and then he comes in with some big hits to give you that extra little little bit of excitement in your and a little jump in your step. So he's he's just doing a little bit of everything and he's just another reason why you should, everyone should be watching the, the Rangers cuz there's there's so much fun to watch right now. They're just a great all-around team. And for my beast, um, I don't know, can I put down the Flyers as a whole? Because I, I don't know, I, I was secretly holding out higher hopes for this team this year. Um, but 11-game losing streak right now, and this is the second time they've lost at least 10 games in a row. Um, I don't think they've won a single game in January, which is horrible. They're honestly not scoring enough, and they're letting in too many goals. So this is basically how you become the worst team in the league. Um, they're well on their way to doing that. Uh, I don't know if they're really going to be the worst team in the league. 
but there's something about them that feels a little bit more disappointing than your Montreal's or your Arizona's or your Buffalo because Philly should be a lot better. Um, like, are they in a rebuild? What is their what is their status? Like, what are they really doing? I, I'm not sure anybody even knows how to answer that. They're not necessarily rebuilding. They don't have enough pieces to go too far. Their goaltending isn't doing anything. They're just a complete mess from beginning to end, and nothing's happening. So, as a fan for the Philadelphia Flyers, I feel really bad for you because there's no direction. And, and I do as well. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, we're we're gonna kind of <laughs> oh, yeah, shit on your flyers a little bit here. The, the 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 thing the thing for me is pretty much what you just said, Marty. What yeah. is this team? It's no, like, there's like, no identity. I have no idea. Uh, they're, 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 like you know, they've got some young players. They got some veterans. We're still not sure exactly where Hart is right now. I I personally still believe in the guy. Maybe I'm a little biased because I have him in our league, but. I, I still think oh, that yeah. he's going to be a good goaltender. It's not enough, I'm though. Just, I, I'm, I'm one. I, 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 yeah, no, not at all. And I'm just wondering, like, where is this team? Where you, are they you know next I mean? year? Like, we can honestly what? sit there and say, well, here, here's the thing, right? Like, you can look at Buffalo and you can kind of say, okay, yep. Buffalo's going young. I see what they're doing. Oh, okay, you're bringing Alex Tuck Even in. Montreal. Okay, he's not young. but you Picking know, up the management solution. pieces, you can see where they're it's headed same. now. Well, there's yeah. a little bit of direction, and I just don't know if there's really any. It seems like we're going down three roads in Philadelphia. Good, good analogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not really sure what what yeah. what's up here. Like, Pick a lane. We're all kind of all over the place. So, little bit, little bit. So I mean, we'll see how it all yeah. plays out for them. But wow, man, eleven game losing streak. Are they playing tonight Ooh. too? This might be twelve. Like I don't know. If they're not playing tonight, well, obviously they're playing this week. But I don't oh, know, God. man. Like, like if they go to twelve, <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm happy Ooh, that yikes. my oh hey I'm up to nothing already hey all right then uh, I feel anyways I just feel really bad for Philly I had to put them in there I would have because originally I was just gonna pick one player um, but I think I already picked uh, Carter Hurt at one point but I had to pick Philly just because again like as I look deep into this team um, it, it, it's the no direction or the three lanes like you put it uh, that really bothers me because there's just there's no clear indication of what it is they're doing and I. I'm at a loss as, as to as to what is they're doing. Unless they got phenomenal picks coming up, I have no idea. This is a mess. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I have to look into it a little bit uh, closer in regards to the picks and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I think I said it best when I was when I mentioned it. It just feels like they're down like three different roads right now, and I, I you got to yeah. cinch it up. Like, where where are we going? We got to have a kind of plan here. And I just, I, I'm obviously they have a plan. It's just. It you can't seem to decipher that plan. At it seems like they put a plan together and go, maybe this will work. And then they just ran with it. Yeah, <laughs> There's I not a whole know, lot man. of faith behind this plan. <laughs> yeah, they've run, they've run it right into an 11-game losing streak. There you go, boys. All right. <laughs> All right, folks, here we go. Mike's Beauties and the Beast for the week. We're going to start with Matt Duchesne. Guy's 5'11", 195, 31 years old. He's played 39 games, 19 goals, 19 assists for 38 points. So we're looking at a guy that's basically a point a game. Uh, he's, he's even Steven in regards to plus minus. He's playing a fair bit, bud. Yeah. He's playing like 19 minutes a game, 1856 really time running. So you know what? Like with, yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, that, that whole first line out in Nashville is really kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say a rebound, but I guess at the end of the day, it really is because maybe safe for Forsberg, but I mean, 
you know, Duchesne for the past couple of years, been a little ho-hum. Guy's humming at a point of pace right now, so you got to give it to the kid. Certainly, re- in my particular viewpoint, a rebound season, scoring near a point a game, ex- uh, not really expected from this particular file, if you really thought about it at the start of the year, but he certainly is providing the Predators and fantasy owners with some yeah. uh, unexpected production. Uh, several Preds could really be mentioned here. Uh, Johansson, Forsberg, true, like yeah. I was saying beforehand. So, mm-hmm. you know, good on good on the kid. I mean, he's doing well. I picked him up, and he's definitely doing well yeah. for me in our yeah. league so far. Uh, I don't even... Uh, I, I think yeah. I've had him in the one week here so far, yeah. but hey, so far, so good. Um, next up, Tyler Bertuzzi. What's that? I can't yeah. come into Canada? Doesn't matter. No problem. <laughs> like, like... Yeah. Like this guy, you know, I, I'll be very honest. Before the year started, that I reason, stayed away exactly, from him for yeah. that particular reason. Well, yeah, a little bit. Well, shit on me. I mean, bad, bad move on my part. I mean, the kid, you know, you're looking at, and, and yeah. he's a bit of a banger too, you know, a 6'1", 197, so he can throw his Crazy. weight around, 26 years old. Yeah, I know. I know, seriously. I, and I actually thought he was younger. No, I no, I. he was older. I I, yeah, I well, sorry. I did think he was a little bit older than that. I, th- I felt like he was in the league a little bit longer, but 26, lots of time for this kid. And I mean, he's already proven that he can handle it. So, yeah, I know. Just, yeah. I know, just coming into oh, it. I wait till like, Vrana comes back, and, too. And, and the guy, man, is when in they a get Vrana back, spot. like, oh boy. Well, that's a thing. Well, I will say this he's definitely uh, taking the opportunity and run with it in regards to anything uh, to do with Dylan Mark. But I, I like think, he's, I think the three of them together would be something pretty special in Detroit. Definitely, that, yeah, because I'm, yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, you know, Larkin's definitely yeah, benefiting yeah. from him being there too. So, let me look look at guys. Thirty four games played, the guy has thirty six points, and I know some of them tend to come come in bunches. But look, as yeah. a fantasy manager, you'll take it. You'll take it wherever you can get it. And what surprised me ice, again, man, yeah. time on ice, nineteen forty. The guy guys almost playing twenty minutes a game, plus fourteen by the way too, guys. Mm-hmm. So in any kind of banger league. He's definitely helping you there, too, with the plus-minus. Speaking <laughs> of banger leagues. Another guy who can Tom hit. Tom Wilson. Oh, boy, can he hit well. Yikes, bud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big boy, 6'4", 220. And, again, I, 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 I didn't realize he was – I thought he was a little bit older, but 27 years old, 38 games played, 29 points. So he's getting you some good production. And what I want to say about Tom Wilson, he's a guy in fantasy circles that gets overlooked big time. Now – in your hits and in yeah. your banger leagues, of course, that's not a question. Mm-hmm. But in a league like ours, where it's mm-hmm. more just points-based, he's definitely being overlooked for sure. Yes, he rides the coattails of either a Backstrom or an Ovechkin. But a I'm point sorry, is a point. It doesn't matter how you get it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, look, I mean, if you're looking for that guy to kind of, especially if it's a, um, if it's a daily fantasy, a guy that you kind of want to roll in and roll out, if Washington's playing that night, you know that Wilson's probably playing on the first line. And if he isn't playing on the first line, he's playing with a great true. center. It's either Baxter yeah, or That's true. Left. So he's always got an opportunity to score. Mm-hmm. So, And he can score. He can score. He's been yeah, doing it every absolutely. year, so he can. The, hey. Hey, listen, the guy the guy's not getting you 40 goals, but yeah, he can pot you 20 wrong with goals that. in a year. He's a good filler. He can pot you 20. The yeah. guy can put the puck in the net. So, I mean, especially, again, and I hate to sound uh, like a broken record, but, again, in a banger league, that's exactly yeah. the type of guy that you're looking for. So, um, moving on to the beasts for this week. Sorry, Joel. Yeah. Elias Pettersson. 
the reason the reason I've got him down here, I, I know that maybe things have started to turn around a little, maybe under Boudreaux. But my whole thing is, when you drafted this guy at the beginning of the year, he's nowhere near what you expected. Took a giant step okay. back this year. Um, for any the guy, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in forty in in forty games played, the guy's got twenty points. He's a minus three. He's playing eighteen twenty four. Would I like to see that a little bit higher? Probably, but I mean, Boudreaux's yeah. figuring things out there too, right? So, I mean, what what I've got for you here, guys, is like quite simply, I mean, the, the, the Canucks, as well as any fantasy managers, have just been left wanting. So <clears throat> when it comes to uh, uh, Peterson in, in a season, I mean, this guy is normally seen as a driving force of the uh, of mm-hmm. Canucks offensive engine. So, I mean, he's basically been sputtering sure the issue pretty is. much all season long. But there so. is an issue. There is an issue. I... I I have to hope. I know there was a little bit of an injury yeah. issue at the beginning of the year. I think the wrist was a bit of that an could issue. hold you back as a scorer. Yeah, to do with missing training, missing <clears throat> training camp. So yeah. let's hope it was all that. But at the end there it of is. the day, he's not giving me the product. He's not. Yeah, there it is. But take a drink. End of the day, he's not. He, yeah, dude, we're, we're oh, yeah. so going to do Every that time you say you got sure. yeah. to be, <laughs> be the last episode. Every time we say, one of us says, at the end of the day, we got to take a drink. <laughs> and our fans are going to be with us. <laughs> done, done. We'll make sure, we'll have to make yes. sure it's the last yeah, episode Yeah, that's a good call. For sure, I'll have right? to make sure the family's out of the house too. <laughs> so, so, I Sorry. mean, to finish yeah. up with Peterson, guys, he just hasn't been giving you, he just hasn't been giving you what you've expected this year. And that it's, is why I mean, he's no, my beast no, this week. No more fitting, but pretty disappointing to put him in there because it's a, it's a player you didn't think that would actually end up being on that list. So, <laughs> but that's it. No, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. This is, yeah, uh, no, oh, just love this show. I love doing the show with you, Mike. I love all the info, top flight stuff, the conversations. So much fun. We are, we are having an absolute blast. And be, before we sign off, I just wanted to make sure that we thank any of our listeners, anybody out there who's been supporting us in any way, which way, shape, or form that's been. We appreciate it. We, we see all the stats, uh, especially when it comes to our, uh, uh, our anchor file. We can, uh, we can check and see what you guys have been doing for us, what, how you've been supporting us. And from the bottom of our hearts, guys, we see we you, Kuwait. It. We enjoy we see you. what we're doing. We saw you pop up oh, this week. I don't know baby. who it is out there in Kuwait, but we appreciate you and United Kingdom and Germany and the States and Canada, all of them as well. Shout out to every single one of you guys. We uh, we just we we're, we're floored uh, with the reception. It's been very positive. So thank you so much. Uh, please tell everybody you know because. The more people that uh, listen to our show, the more homework, the more homework we do, and the more fun it is for us because it's just all hockey. So it, all of it is is benefiting all of us. So just thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. it it's 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 awesome. We love you guys. Big thumbs up. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleague and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash Or you can follow us on Twitter where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.